This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demon Cotton and your boy Q. And right now on the phone lines, pleased to have, as always, my guy Brian Salmon. You can catch him as the main sports anchor at, at News 3 in Las Vegas. And, Brian, we do appreciate your time, as always. And it's funny, man, uh, I was just talking to Demon about the fact that we were all at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. We were all trying to get into the elevator, get down to the media session with Coach Gruden, and, well, we basically couldn't get into the elevator. Then when we did get in the elevator, it was a big old mess. And, well, this week has just basically been exactly what that elevator ride was, a big old mess, man. I mean, how how fast did this thing escalate? Goodness, man. Uh, first of all, my boy Q and Demond, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yo, man, that, that it escalated – about as slow as the elevator was going. If you can, if you can see, that's about that's how fast it escalated. As fast as uh, the escalator was moving slow. Like yeah, that was it, one one minute. John Gruden was leading a team that was basically four and zero or three and zero, right. trying to get to four and zero, and all of a sudden he's looking for a job uh, after the emails were leaked. Like that was. My head is still left spinning after what we witnessed over the past couple of days, for sure. Yeah, no doubt, and, and it's crazy, man. Because at, at the game on Sunday, we you know we talked to each other a few times, and we kept saying, "Man, this doesn't feel right. It looks like a, a big cloud over the stadium and this team. They're just kind of sleepwalking, and it, it really wasn't a, an acceptable performance by the team." And then all of a sudden we see where we are today where Rich Basaccia is now the interim head coach and, and they're trying to put the pieces together as they prepare for Denver. I mean, man, this week has just been one I've never seen in sports. How about you? Yeah, have I yet? No, man, it's been bananas. I mean, this week in sports has been, first of all, for us being here in Las Vegas, to go through what we went through with John Gruden, to go through what we went through with the Raiders looking like hot, a hot mess out on the field after – hearing the news of what John Gruden said and reading the emails and all the other kind of stuff, you add that to Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. <laughs> right. You add that to the Aces getting knocked out of the playoffs uh, a couple of days before that, and you add that to a PGA tournament, uh, the Shriners Open as well, all here in Las Vegas. You know, did Not even mentioning the UFC having fights over the Apex, and what you have is – the sports and entertainment capital with just a bazillion things going on. Just anyone who covers sports here, you had a long <laughs> week with about five O's in it. Yeah, no doubt. You 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 got to do what I always say is keep your head on a swivel, right? I mean, it's just it's just that simple. You got to keep your head on a swivel because there's so much going on right now and a a lot of craziness. And I'm glad you brought up the Aces, man. That was unfortunate that they fell, and uh, you know they're not in, in the playoffs anymore. But that was one hell of a uh, atmosphere that for that game five. What was that last Friday? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last Friday. Yeah. No, no, it was Thursday. No, no, it was Friday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was my Friday. my days are crazy. I know. It was Friday, and that's when the emails came out, too. Right. right? Yep, yep. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. And that's right. It was Friday because it was the anniversary or it was the it was the celebration we were having of Al Davis's uh, passing 10 years. That's right. It was last Friday, man. My days are all all running together as well. Well, well, Brian, uh, uh, we got you on here. We want to talk about the, the Raiders. We want to talk about what you've been seeing at the facility the last few days, you know, as, as uh, Rich Basaccia was introduced to the media as the interim head coach. And, and, and yeah. also the, the players, you know, how are they rallying with each other and how are they supporting the new head coach? So what is the vibe that you were getting uh, from the, the players' conversations and also the coach? Well, yeah, I was out there for Mike Mayock talking about Rich Basaccia. I was out there when Rich came up and spoke, um, you know, and everything else on, on that day. And it was, first of all, I really appreciated what Mike Mayock said about Rich Basaccia being the greatest leader of men that he's been around. Um, and he and saying that he endorsed him for other jobs other than the one that he just received getting, you know, promoted to the mm-hmm. interim head coach. So clearly Basaccia has, has been a man that people have gravitated to and, you know, he's a guy that guys respect. Um, I also appreciated the fact when Rich Masashi came up and said, hey, you know what, I'll get this out of the way and I'll, I'll say this, John Gruden is the reason that I have a coaching career. Right. John Gruden is the reason I have a coaching career. However, everyone has to be held accountable to their actions. So he did. He, he loved the man almost like what Derek Carl was talking about, loved the man, but hey, man, if you, if you come out and say what you said, you have to be accountable for what you did. So, and he's being held accountable. He's not. He wasn't trying to excuse or dance around what Gruden said. So, I appreciated that as well. And then, as far as you go on to Derek Carr and Darren Waller and their conversations, they basically echoed what Pasatia said. But the one thing that I really appreciated Carr specifically saying is the fact that, hey, man, we got a game. Right. We got a game in a couple of days, man. We. We are three and two. Everything is still in front of us. We are trying to win this thing, man. So, you know, we're sad that coach isn't here. But uh, we got to move on, player. We got games to try to win. Right, exactly. No doubt about it. We're talking right now with Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, sticking with that theme of games to play, usually when you lose your coach, it's, you know, the end of the season. Maybe it's the bye week and your team is terrible. Well, that's the exact opposite for the Raiders, man. They're in second yeah. place. They're 3-2. and two. It's early in the season. Uh, this is a huge game. If, if the Chargers lose to Baltimore and the Raiders win, all of a sudden, boom, they're tied for first place. I mean, there's a lot riding on this game. How does Derek Carr go out there as the leader? How does Max Crosby go out there as a leader? Darren Waller as a leader? Go out there and kind of rally the troops when they are on the field in Denver on Sunday. You know what? Uh, I, I agree, man. It's a huge, huge game. And the way they go out and rally the troops is do what all us regular people do in real life, man. You got to compartmentalize, man. You have good point. to be a professional athlete. You have to be a master of compartmentalizing. You do it all the time. You have to work. You have a family. You know what I mean? Right. You have places you have to go in other different um, sports that you have to cover and being the man that you are over at Lotus. So you have to compartmentalize. So the same thing being said for Derek Carr and the rest of those guys, Put John Gruden in his situation and the emotions you feel about him being gone and how much you love the man aside. Go ahead and throw that in the little the little compartment over there and don't open it until the end of the season and open up the the briefcase and the, the backpack of the Denver Broncos and what you need to do in order to get this dub on Sunday and go out and do it. I mean, hey, Max Crosby said this. You feel the best when you're out on the field. Right. 
right? Yep. So just completely dive into what you have to do out on the field, release all that anger and frustration on the Denver Broncos, and, and crush the orange. How about that? Crush the orange. You like that? I like that. I like that. That's That was cute. That was cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Hey, hey, man, you, you go, you go hard. You do. You you have one or two good catchphrases every time we talk. So uh, I, I I like to I like to take some of your phrases away from you, and I I I'll use them for myself. So uh, that was a good one. Go. I like just that. Crush the orange. Footnote me. Just footnote me, baby. Just there, got a footnote. That's all. That's all. Just kind of mention you. That's all. You know, kind of give you a little bit of props right there. So crush the orange is what they need to do, and to do that. Is this a game that you think that, you know, you'll see a little bit different in the play calling with Greg Olson now being the OC, or he was the OC, but now he's the play caller. Do you think that you'll see a little bit more, maybe even aggressive nature from Derek Carr? I absolutely do believe that. And that that's one of the questions that, you know, everyone was asking Carr is the fact that will the game be called differently? Are you happy that you'll be able to do some, some stuff that you enjoy more and be let – to be a little bit more free than you were with John Gruden and the play calling and whatnot. And he was like, you know, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I do believe that we will see more shots, more shot, 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 taken down the field. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that they'll swing the ball around a little bit more. And we, we, hopefully we won't see as many runs off the tackle on first down every dang possession. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like man, can we, can we do – I mean, John Gruden was great at designing plays. Uh, as far as like how he called games, I man, there have been times I'm sure you're just like me, man. You're sitting up there thinking, like, goodness gracious, really again? Right. This right. is what we're doing again? Right. No so, doubt. Yeah. I, I think they'll change that up. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the biggest complaints I think Raider Nation has is that it's third and one or second and one, and, and everyone knows that it's a run up the gut. You know, what I mean, it's like I think everyone can see that play coming, and uh, that's one of the tweets I get all the times is Q. Why is the play calling never creative? And so uh, at least it's going to be a different ear or a different uh, uh, voice in the ear of Derek Carr this time uh, with Greg Olson, and they they go back. You know, they go back to Derek Carr's rookie year, so at least he knows who Derek Carr is and what he's capable of doing so uh, I'm interested to see how the offensive game plan changes now as far as Denver's concerned man they got some runners they got some guys that can run they got Melvin uh, Melvin Gordon and then they got Javante Williams yeah. and Javante Williams goes hard and we were there at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday the Raiders in their run game or their run defense did not look too good so uh, how critical do you think it is for them to be able to stop the run at least slow it down I, I think that's that's uber critical because you're right man the, the rush defense I'm like goodness gracious I, I I was, I was probably like you, pretty high on the defense as a whole going into that game because they played very well. And then the 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 Bears, you know, I thought Gail Sayers was out there or <laughs> Walter Payton was out there. Right. Like, what the heck is going on? I ain't running the ball like this. Um, they definitely have to shore that up because, as you said, the Broncos have some some G's in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they throw a lot of guys, more guys in the box and. They try to. They make Teddy Bridgewater beat you. Right. Like that's what you have to do anyway. I mean, yep. if you're going in and you're making the game plan, you say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to make Teddy beat us and make him, you know, throw the ball all over the field and try to get a pass rush." And that's what they should do. Right. No doubt. I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. If I'm going up against Teddy Bridgewater, I'm making him beat me every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like you're going to be the dude. Absolutely. You're the guy that's going to have to beat me. And if you do, I'll tip my cap and say, "Hey, well done." If you don't, well then my job was done well. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it, then then I knew what I was talking about and I was on point. So uh Brian, before we let you go, man, what's your gut feeling telling you? I know we're still, you know, a couple days away from Sunday, but uh are the Raiders able to rally? Are they able to get it and get it done and get out on the field and get loose and, and get that fourth victory, or do you think they uh, head back to Vegas with a three game losing streak? Man, you know me, man, from talking to me too. I, I I keep the glass half full, baby. Um yeah, it always depends on what's inside that glass. But, uh, yeah, I keep the glass <laughs> – I'm keeping the glass half full. I think that the Raiders, that it happened early enough in the week that, you know, they got their, their day off. They kind of got an opportunity to wrap their minds around what's going on. And I think that they, they will not have a performance like they just had inside of Allegiant Stadium, an embarrassing performance against the Chicago, Chicago Bears. I think they go up to Denver and – even though that, that air is thin, they go ahead and crush the arms, they do their thing, and uh, I, I can see them having a bounce-back performance. The D-line gets after Bridgewater. They do exactly what you and I just said. They make him throw the ball. Max Crosby, Unique and Gawkway, they eat. And I, I, I can see the Raiders coming back with a victory, my man. Okay. All right. I, I like it. You know, it's funny. I've talked to multiple people, and they're, they're feeling like, at least in this game for sure, that the Raiders have an opportunity to really rally. And they say a lot of times when there's, there's issues going on off the field, this is the time that you rally, and, and this is the game that they think that uh, the Raiders can get that victory over the Broncos just to get, you know, to feel good about themselves, get something going underneath their belt, and just, yeah. you know, just, just kind of get that nasty taste out of their mouth of everything that's been going on off the field. So I'm with you on that one, man. I'll say this. You said Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe can eat. Uh, that, that offensive line for Denver is not very good. They've gotten, they've gotten, uh, they've given up a lot of sacks on Teddy Bridgewater, so this is a game that those guys can eat, so that'll be one of the biggest keys to the game. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and hey, man, you know, this game will absolutely, even though it seems like we say this every single week, but this game, this game in particular will show us exactly what the silver black are made of. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. If they have the resolve to, to go ahead and bounce back after everything that they've been through in the last couple of weeks, man, then this team can be for real. Yeah. They still have everything in front of them, man. Let's make it happen. Right. And they got a lot of games to do it. So, uh, yeah, it's a close division. It's a, it's a divisional game. Yeah. I mean, you're right, man. There's a lot riding on this one, and they can really show us a whole lot about who. They are. That's Brian Salmon right there from News 3 Las Vegas. You can find him on Twitter at Brian, and that's Brian with a Y, News 3 LV. Got to get it right, Brian with a Y. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Enjoy your Friday and, and enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. My boy Q, DeMond, man, yo, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Uh, anytime, like I, I said, man, hit me up. I'm coming on. We're talking trash, bumping them gums, man, just like we do it in the, in the Bay. No Yay! doubt. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. There he goes, Brian Salmon. Yes, right. What Rep- was that? Representing the Bay, man. Don't 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 disrespect the Bay. He's showing that yay area, showing that yay area love. Yeah, did I mean? Don't get me going. Remember last Friday, I started doing the Thiz dance. I'll get. I'll go back there. I'll go back there, Devon. I'll get back in that zone. Thiz dance. Let me do the this all day. Don't get me started, dog. Don't get me started. You already put the video out. You saw all the love. You saw all the love I got on Twitter when you did that last time. Don't get me going again. Had my son on Twitter saying, that's my dad representing yada da me. Yada da boo boo. He didn't say that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> this is unnecessary roughness. We got my guy Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. He's coming up. Is he coming up next? No, we're not going to. We're not going to. Well, he's at 3.30. We got him at coming up at 3.30. I'm in a different zone right now, so uh, we're going to come on back. <laughs> Matter of fact, holler at us, Raider Nation. You holler at us.
Just do something. Take a break. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. All right, Carolina, I see on your on your Twitter bio it says Pro Wrestling Ring Announcer. Hey, can I get a you're listening to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio in your ring announcer voice? Wait, it's got to be Raider Nation Radio 920. Oh, Raider Nation Radio 920, excuse me. You are listening to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom, there Loved it is. It. Good one, Damon. That was the best thing he contributed all day. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Man, hold up. Right now someone's in their scraper. Hitting corners. Hi, my man Raider J in Sacramento. He riding right now. All right, there we go. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up at 3.30, got my guy Jeff Benson, Circle Sports. Going to talk a little NFL action, how to win some money this weekend. We had Lee Sterling on from ParamountSports.com earlier in the show about 1.30. Talked all things AFC West. Well, well, we'll journey out of the AFC West when we talk to Jeff. That's coming up again at 3.30. Had a lot of feedback so far today. Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. And, of course, the Salmon Ash text line as well, 69187, keyword R&R. Been having a good time on this Friday. Sometimes you just need to have a good time. Can't believe DeMond doesn't know. Don't know my hyphy roots, man. You just don't know the hyphy roots. We're going to get you there, though. You know what you want me to say, man? I was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach you, man. I'm trying to learn you. Every time we Mr. get the fab, we get we get we get uh we get text messages all the time. Raider J in Sacramento say get stupid Q, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. People listening, and then we also got Demond is just all talk, bro. Just saying, all talk, no game. That's what they're saying on the text line. Nobody thinks that you have any kind of play by play skills. We gonna make these picks or what, man? How about this one? Keys to victory. And this is from the Mailman Raider. Keys to victory. Coaching. We need to see aggressiveness and adjustments. Yada I mean. Hashtag just puddle bit, baby. Yo, I don't know if anybody caught this. Like, as we ended that Brian Salmon <laughs> interview, Q said, yada da mean, yada da boo boo. That's a Mr. Fab line. Hey, yo, man. That's a yada. That's, that is. That's Y'all a- out here rapping about boo boo? <laughs> that's what's hot. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. You, I'm, trying, I'm trying to put you up on the culture. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help get you there, man. Get you where you need to be. But I like that. Mailman Raider said, "Aggressiveness and adjustments." Yeah, did I mean? I like that. Hashtag just pedal, baby. Yo, that's a great story. Yo, that's gonna go down with the show right there. <laughs> Let's get to these picks, man. We both picked Tampa Bay Thursday night football. Tampa Bay came away with the dub. I like this one too. That's a good sound. Miami. They're gonna be in Jacksonville. This is a very early game. Six thirty in the morning. That London style. Miami's banged up. Jacksonville's terrible. I got the Dolphins in this one. Who are you picking? The Dolphins. You know, Miami Miami has one win this season. This is a team that had 10 wins last year. They only have one. Quarterback's out, you know. I don't think he would do any. He's not doing anything impressive anyway when he is in there. Miami is kicking themselves right now because Justin Herbert is shining with the Chargers. And they could have had that opportunity to have him. Instead, they went with Tua. And I, I, I'm i not hating on Tua. Hank for Tua. No, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not hating on Tua because I liked him a lot at Alabama. But this ain't it. This ain't it. 
We got Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago Bears just came off the dub. The Legion Stadium, Justin Fields didn't do a whole lot in my opinion, but that defense was was really playing good. And they're playing against Green Bay Packers where Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, don't have to tell a story of him. I got the Packers in this one. Who you got? Green Bay all day. All right, all day. Green Bay says DeMond. Cincinnati, the Bengals, they're at Detroit taking on the Lions. What you got? I really want Man Campbell to get a win. Go on with him, then. Pick Detroit. Nah, but I'm going to pick the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow out here shining. Hey, you know what? Cincinnati's playing some good ball. Cincinnati's going to be uh, coming to Allegiant Stadium later on this season. Raiders better be on their A game because Cincinnati's not playing around. But I, I got the Bengals in this one as well. How about the Texans at the Colts? I'm going to roll with Indy. Just don't think Houston's got it. Davis Mills, baby. You're going to roll Houston? Come on. Didn't you hear John yesterday? He said this is the best like one-game turnaround we've ever seen. Okay. H down for DeMond. How about this one? The Rams at the Giants. 10 a.m. kickoff in New York. Where are you going? I'm going with the Rams. Of course. No question. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs at Washington. Lee Sterling earlier in the show said he felt like Washington was going to win this game. I'm not that confident. I'm not that confident. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Neither am I taking the Chiefs. Okay. Minnesota at Carolina taking on the fighting Matt Rules. You got the Vikings or you got the Panthers? I'm going to go with your boy, giving that to Carolina. There you go. You know I'm rolling with the fighting Matt Rules. Carolina for me as well. Joe Brady, that's a name to pay attention to. I'm just going to throw that out there. The Chargers at Baltimore. Justin Herbert at Lamar Jackson. Should be a heck of a matchup. It's one of the better games, I think, of the weekend. 10 a.m. kickoff. How are you feeling this one? After that Monday night performance, it's in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay. I'm rolling with Baltimore as well. The Chargers are cooking, though, man. They're looking really good. They're looking like that team that a lot of folks expected them to be. Arizona at Cleveland. Arizona's the last remaining undefeated team in the league. Cleveland is going to be without Nick Chubb. I think that's a big loss. Uh, Kareem Hunt is, is there. Baker Mayfield, I'm still not sold on him. Odell Beckham Jr. can't get the ball. Where are you going, Arizona or Cleveland? I know that they're home, and I'm looking at my sheet, and I'm like, you're not picking enough home teams. But, I, I ooh, I'm going to go Cleveland. Okay. Just because they're home. I Look, I know Arizona's not going undefeated. I know they're going to lose at some point, and I want to pick them sooner rather than later because I just think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen this week. So I'm going to roll with Arizona, but I'm I'm with you. We haven't picked enough home teams, and at some point Arizona's got to take an L, but I'm going to roll with the Cardinals in this one. We'll skip the Raiders and the Broncos. We'll say that for last. Cowboys, they're cooking right now. They're at New England taking on Mac Jones and the Patriots. I'm rolling with Big D. Yeah, they about to beat the brakes off of them. All right. Dallas picks up the win, and they're, again, another road team. Pittsburgh Steelers, they're, they're coming off a dub. They knocked off the Broncos last week. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. They're hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are without Russell Wilson. Who you got in this one? All right, man, maybe Big Ben, you know, he just keep lucking in the wind. So he, he going to get this one, too, just off default because I ain't believing in Geno like that. No, Geno's not winning anything. I got Pittsburgh as well at home. At least that's a home game for us. Uh, Monday night matchup. How about this one? Buffalo at the Tennessee Titans. I don't even know who's a Titan fan, Yo, but Buffalo on, at me. Tennessee. I got the Bills in this one. What? I got the Bills. Why? Give me some rationale. Give me some logic. Back, back it up. What you, what you mean? They're one of the best teams of football, if not the best team of football. I ain't trying to hear that. All right, taking the Titans. Okay, King Henry. All right, there you go, King Henry. He's got that Buffalo Bills team. He's got to go up See against. See what he did to him last year. It's fine. You living off old stuff. That's almost like your old play by play. Think we having, think we having flashbacks, nightmares. 
Raiders. Put Josh Norman on a poster. Josh Norman plays in San Francisco now. Yo, but it still happened on that Bills team. Raiders at Denver. Final game we'll pick. Both teams three and two. Both teams at second place in the AFC West. Both teams need a dub. I'm not going to lie to you. I had Denver circled originally. I can show you my paper and prove it to you. I picked the Broncos, but then I... You showed it. And I'm I put right at I put my initials next to it, though, to show you that I changed my mind. It's on tape. John McClain convinced me, and multiples have convinced me that the Raiders are going to rally. I think it's going to be a tough one, especially because they're on the road. But I'm going to roll with, with, with the Raiders in this one. I think they're going to rally and get this dub. I don't know what's going to happen after this week, but I'm going to roll with the Raiders in this one. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, too, because so far every game, I think we both picked the Raiders to win. But I, I've been afraid that this day will come. I'm picking against the Raiders. That's fine. <laughs> that ain't you I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Denver. All right, that's fine. You, you ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about Raider Nation. They might be outside waiting for you, but, I mean, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so there's our picks. Right now I'm 57-24 and 24 overall. I went 12-4 and four last week. What, what was your record? Look at yours real quick. It's on there at the top. I went 11 and 5. What are you overall? 50 and 32. Pretty strong. Am I right? Yeah, but I'm 57 and 24, so you're starting to lose some ground. You're going to slip up. I probably will. There's always one week. There's always one week where and I I'm do be terrible. Waiting. All right. There you go. You'll be waiting. 3.30 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to Jeff Betts. Oh, we're going to go right now? Oh, perfect. Jeff Betts from Circus Sports is on the phone right now. Great timing. Uh, Jeff, we appreciate you as always, my man. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL action. We're already in week six. Can you believe we're already in week six of the NFL season? Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly flying by. It's uh, It's been a great first five weeks. Uh, certainly excited uh, for the latter half of the season. Uh, and obviously, you know, the playoff race as things start to heat up. Uh, obviously, you know, buys have started. So mm-hmm. it's a shorter slate of games. Um, but it's been a really great NFL product so far. And then obviously when you mix in, uh, you know, playoff baseball and college football as well. And then, uh, you know, hockey's back, the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, are, are, are doing good things. And, and then obviously college basketball and NBA is around the corner. Uh, no better time, uh, you know, to be in the sports book uh, and being able to follow games, uh, watch watch your teams, uh, and certainly sweat a few bets. Uh, you know, definitely the, uh, the fall is the best time for that here, uh, here in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, it really is. And, of course, the Circa is a great place to go check it out with all the wall-to-wall action that's there, the sports book. So definitely check that out. You mentioned teams with buys. Atlanta, New Orleans, New York, the Jets, and San Francisco, the 49ers, all have buys this week. So, uh, yeah, man, it's that time of year. Uh, already starting to talk about playoff positioning and all that good stuff. It, it's, it's going by too fast, I think, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff, let's get into some plays for this weekend NFL action. How about the Vikings in Carolina? We just went through our picks that we do each and every week. And I like Matt Rule, and I like Carolina with what they got going on uh, a lot. And so I went with Carolina in this game. But what are the numbers telling you, and uh, where's the money being laying in in this game? Yeah, currently uh, we sit at the Vikings minus two and a half. Uh, The Panthers opened a short favorite here. Uh, The market has gone the other way. Uh, Certainly, uh, you know, the respected betters and the people moving these markets are certainly looking to back the Vikings in this spot. Um, obviously, you know, this is a Carolina team that started 3-0. and uh, You know, when you look at who they beat, you know, they beat the Jets and they beat the Texans. Uh, and then obviously with the loss of Christian McCaffrey, you know, I think the way people were looking at them was a little overinflated in terms of their record relative to how they actually performed. Uh, obviously, you know, with a loss, uh, you know, to the Cowboys and a loss last week as well, uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles, they now sit at three and two. 
conversely, on the other side, uh, you know, it looks like Dalvin Cook's going to play this week. You know, the Minnesota Vikings lost a couple of tough early games, uh, you know, to, to, to start out the season. Uh, but they have certainly come on strong since. You know, I think this is uh, a classic case of the wrong team being favored. Uh, obviously, the market, you know, has flipped this line. Uh, I think the Vikings are a deserved favorite. Uh, obviously, I don't, you know, impute much home field advantage for Carolina in this spot. I'd be looking to lay anything less than a field goal uh, on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I, I believe they're a better team than Carolina at this point, and I would certainly have them higher uh, rated uh, in my power rankings uh, than I would Carolina. Obviously, we've definitely seen some regression uh, in terms of how Sam Darnold has looked uh, in the last couple of weeks. You know, I don't know whether how much of that has to do with you know losing Christian McCaffrey, you know, as a you know a security blanket in the backfield. Uh, but you have definitely seen him come back um, and regress quite a bit. And uh, obviously, he's uh, you know certainly hasn't been great with uh, you know the the ball uh, in, in terms of throwing a lot of interceptions here in the last couple of weeks. So. For me, it's, it's Vikings or nothing, and uh, it looks like the market is respecting the Vikings as well in this spot. There you go, right there. Vikings of Carolina, great intel. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports is who we're talking to right now from Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And how about this game? How about the Browns and the Cardinals? The Cardinals are the last undefeated team in the league. I keep wanting to go against them because I, I, I know they're not going to go undefeated. You know, they're not going to run the table. But I keep feeling like one of these weeks they're going to get tripped up. Uh, I know that Nick Chubb is out for the Browns, so that's going to be a difference maker. Uh, this is a tough one for me to call. Uh, when we did our picks, uh, I went with the Cardinals in this one. But uh, what, what what's the money looking like for this game, and, and how are you feeling this one? Yeah, currently we're at the Browns minus three and a half even money, minus a dollar sixty-five on the money line. You know, I think if you ask the average, uh, the casual uh, or average NFL fan, you know, who who would be favored in this game? You know, when you look at it, the Browns are three and two. Uh, Albert, their losses uh, have been to two very very good teams. And then conversely, on the other side, when you look at the Cardinals, they're five and zero and the last undefeated team in the league, uh, and they have you know proverbially uh, you know the favorite in terms of the league MVP and Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I think the ca- the casual average fan would absolutely say that Cardinals should be favored in this spot. But I think when you look at it, uh, obviously the Cardinals, you know, while they're undefeated, uh, I, I don't know that they're necessarily the best team in the NFC, let alone the league. Um, and I think this is a fantastic spot for the Browns. Obviously, you mentioned the loss of Nick Chubb. Um, but when you have a guy like Kareem Hunt, who you, who was a former uh, rushing champion and who's averaging more than five yards per carry, uh, I, I think the Cleveland Browns will be able to run the ball against that Arizona defense. Arizona defense gives up more than 130 yards uh, on the ground. So I think it's a really good matchup for the Browns in terms of what the Browns do well and conversely what the Cardinals don't do well. And then when you look at, you know, the Browns, uh, obviously Nick Chubb is out, uh, but a lot of the other guys who were question marks early in this week look like they're going to play. Uh, and then when you look at the other side, you know, the Cardinals have had COVID questions all uh, week long, uh, you know, whether it's players uh, or some of their staffers. Uh, DeAndre uh, Hopkins uh, with a DNT uh, with an illness. Not sure whether he's going to play. And then obviously Kyler Murray's a little bit banged up uh, with a ding shoulder. So for me, I would certainly be looking, uh, you know, to lay three uh, or a cheap three and a half uh, here on the Browns. I think this is a really good spot for the Browns. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals are good, uh, but I think, like I said, I think um, this this is a perfect matchup and a perfect spot for the Cleveland Browns. 
and, and I would be looking to, the, to lay the points here uh, as opposed to taking them with the Cardinals. There you go right there. Browns, Cardinals, good information. Jeff Benson, CircusSports.com. Check him out. Uh, your boy Q here, Demond the Boss, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Going to close things out with this one. Bills and Titans, DeMond's team. DeMond is a Titans guy. He's getting all lathered up. He's all fired up. I just let him know that the Bills are probably the best team in football right now. If not, they're right up there at the top. Tell him it don't matter, Jeff. It don't, okay, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to influence Jeff. He's got the intel. He knows what he's talking about. So Bills and Titans, this is a good one. What are your thoughts on this one? What's the numbers looking like in this one? Yeah, currently uh, we're plus uh, five and a half on the Titans, minus five and a half on the Bills. You know, to your point, you know, Buffalo would be power rated number one in the NFL or maybe 1A, 1B with, you know, the Buccaneers or, or uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, I think this is a really tough spot for Buffalo uh, to go back on the road uh, a second week uh, in a row um, off of, you know, the Super Bowl game per se uh, versus the Kansas City Chiefs um, to face a really, really good Tennessee Titan team. Um, you know, obviously Tennessee was the favorite uh, to win their division coming into this year. Um, they got off to a slow start, obviously, with that game versus Arizona. But I think they've really rounded into form here. And obviously with Julio Jones back this week, uh, A.J. Brown getting healthy, and obviously a fantastic workhorse in Derrick Henry, you know, I'd be looking to take the points in this matchup. Um, like I said, I think it's a very, very tough spot for Buffalo uh, to go on the road, uh, you know, a second week. And I think, you know, when you look at this line and what it would have been preseason, you know, I think this line would have been closer to a field goal uh, or even maybe a little bit less. Uh, you know, Buffalo would have been a short favorite. Uh, you know, to get up there in, in the five-and-a-half-six range, um, obviously Buffalo's looked really, really good after their, you know, loss week one. Uh, but I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, I, I'm still pretty high on this Tennessee team, uh, and I would certainly be looking to take the points in this matchup, you know, whether you can get a six. Uh, or a five and a half, uh, that would certainly be the side I would be looking to back here this weekend. See, Jeff, you got DeMond all excited, but little does he know that you're talking about taking the points. So Buffalo might still win the game. They just Jeff's saying they might just win by maybe three. <laughs> that's that's basically what that's ba- no, well, he's basically saying. If you want to win some money, you better put your money on the Titans. Yeah, with the points. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, am I right? You know, with the, the money line is plus 208 here. Um, you know, I I certainly think there's a chance that Tennessee uh, could come out and win this game at home. Um, you know, I, I, my bet personally would be on, you know, the plus six or the plus five and a half. Um, but if you wanted to, you know, sprinkle a little bit on the money line or, you know, put, you know, a quarter of your wager uh, on the money line, uh, I certainly don't think that would be a bad play uh, here in this spot. Like I said, Tennessee plays very well at home behind Tannehill, having both of his top receivers back. Uh, and obviously Derrick Henry having a phenomenal MVP season. Uh, I, I certainly think there's a chance um, that Tennessee could come out um, and, and surprise and upset Buffalo in this spot. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'd be looking to back the points with maybe a, a smaller amount uh, or a smaller portion of your wager uh, on the money line. Uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff, Jeff. I'll tell you right now, uh, DeMond's walking around the studio. His head is all swollen. I don't even know how he's going to get out the door. Uh, he's feeling good about himself right now. So he's going to be floating around all weekend until the game, and then he's going to come in here on uh, on Monday all upset uh, if Tennessee loses. But Monday great. I'm going to be even more hyped up because it's Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tuesday. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Either way you look at it. Uh, <laughs> great, hey, Jeff, great stuff as always, man. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans as always. Uh, what's going on at the Circus Sports that uh, folks need to be looking out for? 
Yeah, just, uh, you know, hopefully uh, another good weekend uh, here in October as we, we gear up for the holidays and Halloween and things like that. I uh, certainly love people to come out, uh, check out the world's largest three-story sports book here at Circle Las Vegas, uh, or come up uh, to Stadium Swim, which is the world's largest pool amphitheater. Uh, you got two great, fantastic venues to watch the games, um, and, you know, we'll make sure to, to have, uh, you know, all the TVs uh, tuned to all the different games, you know, whether you want to watch uh, the Golden Knights play, uh, playoff baseball, or any of the football action this weekend. We'd love to have you come out, uh, have a drink, uh, and certainly enjoy. There you go. Great stuff, Jeff. We appreciate you as always, my man. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Absolutely. There he goes. Jeff Benson does a great job over there at Circus Sports. He's got DeMond feeling himself, man. DeMond is really in the zone over here. You're really, you are really on he another level. He said MVP season. Come on. All right. All right, I, I see where I, I see I know where you're at. I hear you. I just don't I just don't I don't believe it till I see it. I don't believe. I, I get the points that he's talking about. Leading the league in rushing. That's fine. Leading the league in rushing touchdowns. That's fine. What are you doing by throwing? What's 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 Tannehill doing? He's got his best two options back. Q. Well, come on. What? I, you know what? What? Come on now, Q. You know them boys good now. <laughs> you know them boys good. Come on now. You t- Julio. You you telling me who? Julio the man. Why you bring out Uncle Willie again? Because Uncle Willie need to tell you Q to dick. Come on now, Q. <laughs> Q. Q. <laughs> Quit thinking fat meat ain't greasy. <laughs> 3.43 is the time. I got to get this dude under control. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation, you got a few minutes to sound off. Holler at us. Let us know how you're feeling about this game on Sunday. Raiders, Broncos. Keys of the game. I'm looking for you to close it out strong. 702-365-9200. You could tell DeMond about himself when you call in as well. And then 69187, keyword R-N-R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Yeah. 347 is the time. Got that kick the sneak in your ear hole. That's that super hyphy. I'm learning, man. DeMond's getting there. I'm learning you. <laughs> See? <laughs> We're learning you, DeMond. We're getting you there, man. We got a couple more that's minutes left. That's all I heard. In, uh, that's, that's my word. That's all it is. That's my word. Got a couple minutes left in today's show. 702-365-9200. Raider Nation listener line. Let's go on out to, matter of fact, let's go out to the town. Just win Wendy. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey! It's Bronco Hate Week. There you go. There you go. Now, just a note to Damon, I promise to keep it G. Um, <laughs> but I hate the Broncos. I mean, I'll tell you, I grew up hating the Broncos. Grew up in Oakland and in the Bay Area, and I hated the Broncos, always. But then, but then my niece has to move to Boulder. And, mm. and then she got married, and they had a little kid, and all that. So anyway, I moved to Boulder. And I lived there for 10 years. And let me tell you, I developed a greater hate for the Broncos than you can imagine. <laughs> Do you know that when you go to um, the 7-Eleven or the Marshalls or whatever, the Broncos symbol is on your receipt. Wow. Every single night, all year round, 365 days a year, Elway is on the TV. Wow. He's doing some ad. He's on the news. 
he's he's got you know car dealerships and everything. And I hate LA. I hated him when he had that smirk in Oakland. <laughs> I hated him when I'm anyway. I lived there when we beat them fifty six to three. I think it was. You know that game. That was the one that, that McFadden went crazy in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And th- that was awesome. I got to go to work the next day, and everybody hated me at work. <laughs> and then I was there when Peyton Manning came there. And I had to be live there when Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. It was awful. It was awful. So I'll tell you, you we can't beat them bad enough. We can't. We uh, And my key to the game. I got my key to the game. Okay. okay. So I want Derek to throw. I want Derek to pick the... Um, the hash marks on their side of the field when he gets a chance. And then I want him to throw a, a back shoulder fade to Waller and have him accidentally knock down all the alumni on the sideline. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. I like it. If, if any of those guys can back into any of those stupid alumni on the sidelines, oh, I would be just so happy. So, you know, let's all hope for that. There you and, go. Um, and then my other key to the game, yeah, sack, sack Teddy. I mean, yeah, Teddy's back. He's doing fine. But this week, you're going down. There you go. You're definitely going down. All right. We love it. Thank you, Just Win Wendy, <laughs> calling out to town. Great call and uh, great memories of, of Denver. I didn't realize they had the Broncos symbol on the receipts. That's, that's major. That's going hard in the paint. You know, got to have the whole town repping for the Broncos, even if you don't want to be. Hey, I guess. Hey, whatever works, man. That, that's, I mean, that, that was smart on their end, but uh, I can understand how I'd hate that too. I wouldn't even, they'd, you know how they say, you want a receipt? Hell no. <laughs> Sir, you want to? No. You try to bring it back. Dang, man, why was I being so stubborn? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Remember, uh, I was like five customers ago, had that receipt, they had that, that thing on it. But she's right about John Elway's look on his face. That used to drive me up the wall too. That look on his face. You know how there's certain people that just have that look on your, their face that you just, you know that irritates you just by looking at them? It's not their fault, but it is. That's who John Elway is. You better get that bad look on your face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, I'll be thinking about work when I get home and, and, like, the wife will say, oh, man, you got that look on your face. And, I'm, and I don't know what I'm, she's talking about because I'm just in the zone. And she'll say something about the look on my face. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you just got that ugly look on your face. And I was like, why well, I got to be ugly? And she was like, it just it, it looks like you in a foul mood just by the look on your face. And then I think about whatever I was thinking about. And I was like, eh, yeah, I guess you're right. But Elway had it all the time, naturally. He looked like he he should have been a Denver Bronco. I mean, he just he just looked like his face looked like he should be a Denver Bronco. Just like Mike Shanahan, I guess I just I get these guys and I get them stuck with that certain team, even though Shanahan used to be a Raider head coach at one time, but Shanahan looked like he should have be a Bronco too, and that's, hey, he didn't have what it took. To, he didn't have what it takes to be a Raider coach, huh? He is a different dude, man. He was a different dude. He like had I don't, something in his neck. Oh, he had something in his neck. I just don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Al didn't like it. Al didn't like it at all. Al and, and Shanahan. Shanahan was was foul, man. He used to have the quarterback throw the ball and say gun it towards Al Davis when Al would be on the sideline. They, I mean, Shanahan was foul. He was he 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 was he was foul. That there was no love lost there. Trust that. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Let's talk to our guy, Dwayne. What's on your mind, Dwayne? Hey, what's up, my boy Q? Chilling, man. How I want you to doing? talk to you about that. Oh, I'm doing outstanding on a nice Friday afternoon in far away NorCal. Um, I just want to talk about that hyphy movement. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I love DeMond for, for who he is, but he's just too young to understand, man. You got to take him back to the days of the click. 
Ah, the room. Yeah, yeah. The room. It goes. It goes further than just Mac Dre. Oh yeah. It goes oh to yeah. Mac Mall. From uh, being locked up and doing his uh, music. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. One, right. How about we just edit that name next time we see it? <laughs> I, I remember that. That one was thing though. Yeah. No, maybe, I know. Maybe the, take the romper take room gang. Strip and teach him how to ghost ride the whip, man. Yeah, the only problem is I'm not ghost riding my whip that I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Take his. Yeah, that's take right. His. I'll take his and show him how to do it. That's nah. right. Yeah. No, no, no. But, yeah, teach him about the click and everything, man. E-40 and the click. That's yeah. what I grew up on. That's yeah. That's what I grew up on. Me too, man. Um, Me too. Good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. appreciate you. Yeah, man, that, he took it back right there. Uh, Mac Dre, Mac Mall, Ray Love. Remember Ray Love? You don't remember Ray Love, huh? I don't even know Ray Love. How can I remember? <laughs> Got to get my money on. You don't know that song? My money on. You don't know that one? No, no you don't. Man, you no, clearly man. don't. Give me some credit for. Uh, no, I give you credit. I give you credit for trying to to to, to hang with us, real cats. You know, I, I give you I give you credit for trying to play that song. Skippy the bee. No, that was super. That was that was super hyphy. That was Keek the Snake. Keek the Snake. Yeah. Man. But yeah, you, yeah, you know all these good guys, man. We're yeah. gonna take it back though with some Mac Dre, some uh, yeah, we'll do that. That Influ- was influential. We're gonna ghost ride the whip. No, we're gonna ghost ride your whip. I <laughs> I ghost rided a couple whips, but they weren't mine, and that was okay. I didn't mind. We're ghost- too deep, and I'm afraid to say I don't know what that means. Ghost ghost ride the whip. It's basically when you come out the club at like two in the morning and you riding down the highway. Say say you're on Las Vegas Boulevard. That would be the extreme one to go ghost ride the ride the whip. It's about two in the morning. And you get out of the car, and the car is rolling next to you, and you're walking next to it. And you have you have some hyphy music playing really loud, and you may be doing some of the thiz dance like I was doing earlier or last week. Yeah. So that's... you want me to get up out the car, yeah. all right, while it's on. Maybe turn up the radio so people can hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get and, attention. And I'm going to do my thizzle dance. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, y'all some fools. <laughs> <laughs> or if you got a sunroof, you can sit out the sunroof and just let it ride. You could do that. Oh yeah, Fargo Raiders said Ghost Ride the Radio Van. There you go, boom. I'm you sure. Know what? I'm sure the powers that be wouldn't mind if we did that, right? No, boy. I got a story. <laughs> I got a story about a van. I'll tell you off there. Well, how are you gonna tease it? Because I can't have the people out here judging me. We only got a minute left. All right. Well, it's gonna do it for our show on that note. But uh, good call, my man. I definitely appreciate that. We do have one more text. Uh, Raider Jay from Sacramento said, "Brother Lynch hung here in Sacramento. Brother Lynch hung was dope too." He used to. He had that song. Um, uh, I'm a strike to my funeral. I'm a walk to my funeral. Or something. It was. It was dope. Brother Lin Chung was cool. He was a little crazy, but he was cool. Anyway, that's gonna do it for today's show. We're gonna get up on out of here. Vinny Bonsignor standing by at the Treasure Island, the TI Golden Circle Sportsbook. Go on by, hang out with him and Danny. Danny ghost rides the whip. I'm sure he probably ghost rid the the uh, the van all the way up the up the ramp in the parking lot there at the TI. I'm sure he did that because that's how Danny gets down. He was doing cartwheels on Monday and then tonight. He's going to be ghost riding the whip. And Vinny Bonsignor, he's got a little ghost ride in him as well. Vinny won't mind. Gone to make it happen, Vinny. 356 is the time. Passing the sticks on to Treasure Island. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll holler on Monday. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.